Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. So on today's Kruger Conversation, I am having a conversation with Blake Mykoski, the founder of Tom's, and we are talking about the new In Gun Violence Together campaign. I am so excited to be here and having this conversation with him. The past two weeks, I have been heavily involved with this campaign, and it's been amazing to be a part of something so great. Um, so enjoy this conversation. Um, so... Last March, I, with the help of Youth Empower, put out and worked to organize the national school walkouts. And that was kind of a really amazing experience for me. And through that experience, I was connected through to Tom's. And because they're investing in change makers, I have had this opportunity to go on this two week journey um, launching this campaign. And I wanted to know. What was it like for you? And what has kind of been the process of this campaign? And let's talk about it. Okay, but first I just want to say, Winter, one of my favorite moments and experiences with you over the past two weeks is learning so much about social media. I <laughs> got my Twitter account on my phone. I learned how to slide into people's DMs on oh Instagram. <laughs> I mean, the, the amount of like street cred I have uh, with uh, people in high school right now is really sweet. So first I just want to say thank you for bringing me up to speed so fast. Uh, and also teaching me new words like bloody lit. Oh, yes, bloody lit. Um, so, uh, you know, when we first connected, it was actually over a year ago uh, when you were in the Tom's headquarters and we were really, um, you know, showcasing your amazing work uh, with the student walkouts. And it was so cool that, you know, when we decided to embark on this new kind of campaign and vision for Tom's to help end gun violence, uh, we got to work with you again. And it's uh, it's been amazing and since um, since we launched it. I guess about less than two weeks ago, we've had uh, almost seven hundred thousand Americans go to toms.com uh, and send postcards to their representative. And this is really working. We're already getting calls from Congress people now saying they want to meet, they want to talk. Like this is even before Congress is back in session. Um, so that is it's really exciting that the voices are being heard. Um, and to me, I, I, the one thing I think that has just been so humbling really is the best word is just how everyone that we talk to wants to participate you yeah. know whether it's a postcard or whether it's posting on social media or sending the Fallon video around like everyone is all in and I think that speaks to unfortunately um, the state of our country with gun violence I mean over 300 mass shootings uh, this year already um, and in all places, you know, whether it's a place of worship or a yoga studio or a country western, you know, bar or festival. I mean, this is there's there's no place uh, that has remained safe um, to gun violence. And I think that's why everyone we talk to is is wanting to be part of the solution. And for those in the listeners who don't really know what the campaign is, um, do you want to like share? Sure. Yeah. So, um it was now just a little over two weeks ago. Uh, there was a shooting in Thousand Oaks, uh, which is about 15 minutes from my home. And my wife called me, and she was quite emotional. 
And she said, look, like uh, it's happened again and I'm not taking our son to school today. And I'm actually even thinking about homeschooling him now because I don't feel that there's any place that's safe. And she was not only emotional, but also thinking about making a major life decision that would affect my son's education. And and that really kind of got my attention. And, and I got off the phone with her, and the last thing she said was, someone has to do something about this. And she was saying that rhetorically, uh, and, and, and to me, though, there was a moment where I felt that that was directed at me and to me and to Tom's. And it was a moment that I'll probably never forget the rest of my life because it was one of these things where it was so clear that, that, that I couldn't just say enough is enough. I, I Just posting about it and saying thoughts and prayers was not going to work anymore. Like, we need to actually do something. So I contacted the, the board of Tom's and our CEO, and it was a very impassioned email that I sent. And I said, look, like, if not us, who? And if not now, when? And uh, within five days, we organized the entire company to change our business model from giving shoes to now investing in uh, the issues that matter the most in our time. And we made the largest contribution in the history of the United States to this. Uh, over $5 million uh, has been pledged to the organizations that are working to end gun violence. And then my wife and I, after that, committed another $3 million. And, wow. And so, yeah. That's newer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gave it, originally it was a million. And then uh, we found some other organizations to also support. And so we've upped it to three, just personally. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, so so that that but the financial piece I think is only one part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously what got the headlines and what got people like to really like be like, wow, like Tom's has like totally changed their business model in less than six days after twelve years. But the part that I'm probably more proud of is how we've organized um, over you know seven hundred thousand Americans to have their voice be heard. Uh, through this postcard campaign. What I recognize is there's many young people. I don't mm-hmm. know if, if you have or have not sent a postcard before, but some people haven't. They haven't even bought a stamp before. Oh, totally not me. I don't even know how to like, I couldn't even mail my transcripts for college applications. So <laughs> it, it is, it, it's, it's something that's just, a, you know, it's just a part of the times that we live in. Um, so with the postcards and going on tops.com, would you like to walk the listeners through how exactly sending a postcard works? Yes, I'll explain exactly what happens in the 22 <laughs> seconds it takes <laughs> to do it on the website. So you literally go to toms.com, um, you click on send a postcard, um, and you'll ask for your name and your address, which then tells us who your representative is. Um, and then you push send, and it's literally that simple. And that goes to our mailing house, which we print a unique postcard from you to your representative, and the postage goes on it, which Tom's pays for. And you now know that you sent a postcard, and your voice will be heard by your representative. And so we knew that postcards would have an effect on these representatives because it overwhelms their office when they get a lot of them. And it makes them know that their constituents are speaking and speaking loud and have taken an effort to do something. It takes a real effort to send a postcard today. So we created technology and put it on the homepage of toms.com. It's still there right now um, where anyone can go on. In less than 30 seconds, they can give us their name and address, and the technology will create a postcard. Uh, it will be printed at a local mailhouse, and it will be mailed, and Tom's pays for the printing and the postage to a local representative. So we've made it easy for people to do something that sometimes can be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe seem like, uh, you know, a lot of extra work. And so um, so those postcards are going out, and uh, they're already overwhelming uh, representatives, and we need more. We're at 700,000 now. Our goal is to get to at least a million, um, so we're really pushing hard. 
And, uh, and with that, you know, we are going to get this passed in the House and work towards getting our country safer. Totally. And one thing that really resonated with me in terms of the postcard action paired with the monetary donation was the fact that a lot of young people, and we even saw in the walkouts, we had like 2.7 million students walk out wow. and are were really trying to make sure that their voice is being heard in a place that oftentimes neglected the youth voice. Yes. And to have another way for young people who may not be of age to vote, because I wasn't of age to vote in this mass past midterm yeah. election, to really speak with your, your elected official and making sure that your voice is being heard is also like a really important and amazing part of that. Yeah, no, I think it's, you know, it's really important because, you know, the decisions we make today affect the country we live in tomorrow. And so whether you're 13, 14, 15 and not able to vote yet, this is an opportunity um, to still make your voice heard and still to help create the country you want to live in. And something that's also been really amazing to watch is kind of how well Tom's as a whole has just taken on this new change because with the five million dollars and then also the postcards, it wasn't it's not just postcards and it's not just five million dollars. You kind of restructured the way your giving sets up. You wanna talk about that? Sure. So for a couple of years now we've been thinking about how do we use the resources uh, that we generate through our sales of our product, our shoes, our eyewear, our coffee, to not only give shoes and give eyesight surgeries away as we have, um, but also to invest in the causes and the change makers of our time. And, and it wasn't until this moment uh, and the kind of reorganization of the company to do this that we realized we can do this. Like people want us to do this. Like our customers are so excited by the fact that we're going to take on issues that are really important to them. We're going to invest in change makers like yourself that are doing amazing work. And so this has been not only, uh, you know, kind of the most dramatic and intense couple weeks in the history of Tom's, but also the most transformative. And now we'll set the future. And so, you know, we're going and really focus hard these next couple months on on getting universal background checks, you know, passed in the House and then in the Senate and then across the president's desk. But um, we're also going to be looking at what are the other issues that are really important uh, that we can use our brand and our resources uh, to make a difference on. Imagine a workplace with no distractions or disruptions, no endless searching to find the latest version, no constantly switching between apps. Now, imagine a place where everything just flows. At Dropbox, we're building a home for all your team's work and the conversation around it with a suite of tools that maximizes inspiration and minimizes distraction. Because when teams are in flow, everything just clicks. Visit dropbox.com forward slash flow. Dropbox.com forward slash flow. Dropbox. Keep things flowing. In Washington, the story often ends when Congress passes a law. For The Impact, that's where the story begins. The Impact from Vox is a podcast about the way policies shape people's lives. Last season, Sarah Cliff did what she does best, examining the way healthcare policy has impacted millions of Americans. This season, she's traveling the country to report on some of the most interesting policy experiments happening today. We're looking at cities and states as laboratories of democracy, wrestling with serious problems and experimenting with bold solutions. From democracy, vouchers in Seattle, to education in Vermont, to housing in Baltimore, the impact will follow the policymakers who have designed these experiments and the people whose lives have been changed by them. 
Listen and subscribe to The Impact by Vox right now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. When Thomas first started, you had the idea of like the one for one, which is still ingrained in your giving. And at that time, you guys are the only ones really doing that, especially sure. on the level that you guys were doing. And with this new shift in terms of like corporate responsibility, etc., I am interested to hear your thoughts on how you think that you guys are acting as trailblazers in this moment. And then if you had any discussions with any of your like fellow founders and people who are heads of big businesses, and if they're thinking about taking a stand, whether it's gun violence or just issues across the board. Yeah, I mean, one of the most gratifying things in the past 12 years for me as as a founder and in, 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 in running Tom's for so long is how many businesses have either adopted a one-for-one model or some type of strong giving component to their sell of their product. You know, that was that didn't exist when we started in 2006, and now there's hundreds if not thousands of businesses that have emulated that. And so what that says to me is that, like, this idea that we had was much bigger than helping kids get shoes. It was about allowing customers to connect their purchases to, uh, to an act of philanthropy. And so now that we're kind of pivoted and we're saying, okay, this is business can also be used as a way to make to take important stands on issues that matter and to change, you know, the way that, you know, politicians are being influenced. I hope that other businesses will follow that as well. That's what success looks like to me. So we are just now starting to have, you know, real conversations with other founders and CEOs. Um, We haven't had anyone officially sign on yet, um, but we're going to the biggest brands and the brands that we know and love and are inspired by and saying, look, like, there's, it's it's no longer acceptable to sit on the sidelines. Like you have as much influence or more influence than government officials, and we need you. Uh, whether it's this issue or another issue, we need you to use your community, use your product uh, as as a force for good. Totally, um, and kind of uh, something that came to mind when you were talking about that, and also the fact that a lot of consumers have been give, you've been getting a lot of positive feedback within. Um, the past two weeks regarding this campaign because, well, one, gun violence is a universal issue and I feel like everyone wants to be safe. But also on the business side of things, I was reading into this idea of like stakeholders versus shareholders mm. and like the balance between that as a business. And while things, while you want to please both, of course, because your stakeholders, the people in, like investing your company in terms of being consumers, people are impacted by you taking space in certain communities. But then also we are trying, of course, to sell shoes because that's what allows us to like please those parties and keep it going. Was there any pushback in terms of like the shareholder side of things? And like over the past two weeks, what conversations were had to actually make this possible? Sure. I mean, there's definitely a lot of concern um, initially from my shareholders uh, and our CEO and even our leadership team because they deeply care about Tom's um, and understand that our ability to do good in the world is directly tied to our ability to sell product. And so if we did something like this that could potentially alienate some of our customers, then that would jeopardize the good we could do in the future. But what we found was is that, you know, 
um, while not everyone has celebrated this decision, uh, we have had a, a great amount of support. Uh, it has not hurt our business. Um, we're still kind of waiting to see what the results are going to be for the holidays, whether we can say it actually helped our business or not. But it definitely has not hurt the business. And I think any customers that we've lost uh, has been made up with new customers gained. Uh, one of the things I think that is is most exciting to me is that when people wore Toms in the early days, you know, 2007, 8, 9, 10, they wore them as a badge. You know, it was a badge of like, I give a shit. You know, I care about the world. I, I helped a kid get a pair of shoes. Yes, that's the literal thing that happened. But more on the, on the you know, kind of um, on the spiritual side or on the, you know, kind of philosophical side, I wear these shoes because I know that my purchases can make a difference in the world. And what I'm seeing and, and hoping continues is that kind of gets revitalized within the Tom's community. So people who bought Tom's five, six years ago, maybe haven't worn them in a little while, are dusting them off, getting them out of their closet and wearing them again with that sense of pride of like, okay, when I wear these shoes, I'm saying to the world, I stand to end gun violence. You know, I stand um, for the issues that matter the most. And to me, that is potentially the greatest long-term effect from a business perspective is it reminds people that these are not just shoes, that these are badges and these are pledges and these are states, you know, moments of activism. Totally. And um, something that was also interesting learning about over the past like two weeks was the fact that your consumers are pretty split down the middle in terms of like political parties and like preferences. How do you communicate with those who might already have um, some tension regarding somebody saying we're going to end gun violence and how do you communicate sure. your message to the th other 50 percent well i think the great thing is is it's is it, i don't see it as 50 percent one way or the other because i think when you talk about things that are about keeping kids safe in school or people safe when they go to places of worship or go to a bar and have a beer like that's everyone and one of the things that i was very happy to see when i first you know, started looking into this is that 90% of Americans are, are in favor of universal background checks. And that was something that, you know, we could focus on and really, and really get everyone on board. And that's why you've seen, you know, celebrities like Josh Dumas, who says, I'm a proud gun owner, and I support this campaign, or Florida Georgia Line, uh, the country band saying, I'm a proud gun owner. And I think, you know, that we should be able to be responsible uh, with our guns. And so I think the thing that's been so great, and the reason why I feel like I and Tom's almost had a moral imperative to take this risk and to make the stand was because half of our customers are more conservative uh, politically. And so this was a way for us to say, hold on, we, we, we believe so much that this is a human issue and not a political issue, that we're willing to make a huge stand on something that, you know, on the surface, people could say could alienate people who are conservative in their political leanings. But I think that what has happened has been the opposite. Some of the biggest advocates for this have been gun owners and, and, and people, you know, that would identify themselves in the Republican Party. And so I think that's what's so exciting about this is this some of the people who are really excited about supporting universal background checks are people who are gun owners who are conservative and they're saying look like if we don't i mean you know uh tyler hubbard who's the lead singer of florida georgia line said in an interview yesterday he said if i don't 
work hard to have universal background checks passed now and gun violence continues to rise, that actually is the bigger threat to me enjoying my guns in the future. Because if it gets so bad and we do nothing, that at some point the only thing that the country can do is to take guns away. And no one wants that. So I thought that was a really interesting point is he was saying, like, we have to do something now or the thing that we, some people on the conservative side fear will happen. Right. And Tom's, it's like you were talking about, is uniquely positioned in the sense of they have a really big audience spread against, um, spread pretty much over like a ton of different political opinions. Whereas most of the times, especially when it comes to just activism and stuff, a lot of times you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, exactly. And so you guys, even with um, the Florida Georgia lines, Tyler Hubbard and him speaking out was a big deal because throughout over the past year, we haven't seen country artists actually use their platforms to take a stand on this issue but like Tom's was able to do that yeah I know I mean uh, my good friend and and country artist Dirk Spentley was the first person to post and he didn't even tell me or his wife or anyone he just did it and and I said Dirk's I said gosh like that was that was a really bold move and 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 you know and, and he said you know sometimes you just have to do what you think is right and 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 that led and and open to then Tyler doing it, who's also a, a good friend. And then Tyler, you know, taking it further, challenged the rest of the country artists, and he called him out by name on Instagram. Uh, and since then, we've had several like Lady Annabellum and Little Big Town, and I think there'll be more in the coming days. But I feel like if if we can show Washington that even the country, you know, country industry, which has been typically pretty quiet in this regard, and many of them or most of them are gun owners, are willing to speak out for universal background checks, then I think uh, the politicians will listen. Dun, dun, dun. There is a battle going on with the future of the Internet and your right to privacy. Big corporations like ISPs and the networks are getting rich from selling your data. And Congress has completely failed to save net neutrality or protect your privacy online. Now, internet providers and mobile carriers like Comcast and Verizon are free to restrict websites, spy on your online activity, or sell your browsing history to advertisers. I don't want my internet browsing to be tracked and sold. That's why I use ExpressVPN. With one click, ExpressVPN shields my online activity from internet and mobile providers as well as hackers and spies. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of my computer, phone, and tablet. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. For less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you ever use public Wi-Fi and want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is the solution. To take back your internet privacy today and find out how you can get three months free, go to expressvpn.com slash crookedconvos. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash crooked convos for three months free with a one-year package visit expressvpn.com slash crooked combos to learn more it's hard not to add a side of hot crispy hash browns to your favorite mcdonald's breakfast 
It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Over the past two weeks, something that's really inspired me about working with you and then within this Tom's campaign is the fact that a lot of times on the activism side of things, things get really overwhelming and then you have hope, which is why you're working, but everything just feels so much farther and like out of reach in terms of working. And you kind of bring this optimism and this like new fire and this um, hope to make like we're going to get this done on it's January, you yeah. know, and like we're going to get 700,000 postcards. Well, we're going to make it to a million postcards at least, you know, yeah. by January for when Congress goes back in session. Can you talk about like where that hope and mm. that optimism comes from? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I, I've always been an optimistic person, but I've also over the years have seen when you just declare something with positivity and you really just just believe it in the in, in spite of what everyone else might tell you, it can often happen. And actually nothing amazing happens unless someone does that, you know, because there's so many ways to look at the insurmountable uh, obstacles, especially in, in, gun, in gun violence in our country and get overwhelmed. But I choose to just say, you know what, we're going to do this. And I keep saying it's going to happen until it doesn't. And so right now, um, you know, even though we have great momentum, there's still a lot of challenges ahead. And I just keep focusing on the next thing that we can do. Okay, let's say, how do we get from 700,000 to 800,000? How do we get the rest of the country artists to post? You know, after the country artists post, how do I get everyone in NASCAR to post? I right. mean, what's the next, you know, just like literally there's just like no end. That's what's so exciting and frankly exhausting about this <laughs> is that like until every single human being or every single American has either posted on social media and sent a postcard like I, I feel like I feel like we haven't won for sure yet right. and so um, but the, but to keep to keep that optimistic uh, attitude even when we do have setbacks and challenges is really just like the only option I see because if you don't have that you're sure not going to convince others uh, to do that you have to be just like just radically optimistic right. um, and that's and that's how you can potentially get other people to join and that is like a radical act and it's <laughs> been something that I've really appreciated over the past two weeks um, also so th- we do have the postcards and then that's something that's been taking place and anyone can go to toms.com take 22 seconds and send a postcard a physical postcard not like an internet postcard <laughs> yeah. to the actual representative um, and then also and we're pushing for universal background checks yes. and so that's something that 90% of Americans agree on and yeah. that's also something which is why we're getting a lot of like support I feel like as well it's not like we're asking to do like other things but also um, the five million dollars is being dispersed among some amazing organizations who are also combating gun violence from a more more holistic view Um, why was it important for you to pick such a diverse group of organizations to donate to and then also like what are some of the ones that you would like to talk about so it's really important to kind of bifurcate gun violence from a simple step that we can all take to 
um, have hopefully a law passed that would make universal background checks mandatory and how complex an issue it really is and how long this issue has been wrecking havoc on communities, especially communities of color in the United States. So we've chosen to spread our investment across uh, many different organizations that are working on everything from you know uh, gun gun violence research um, on working on um, you know how do you how do you really look at the mental health aspect of this, which is a huge contributor to it, um, to you know things like teen suicide or you know gun you know gun accidents that happen mm-hmm. in, in in the homes with kids. I mean, so there's a lot of. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of horrible tragedies that happen every single day um, in 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 communities that never gets reported because it's mm-hmm. just become a part of their way of life, and we think that is needs to be brought attention to as well. But the good thing is, is that there's organizations that came long before us that have worked really hard on all of these issues, and what they need is attention. So that's what we're trying to do through our website and through things like this podcast and they and they need financing and they need help and so whether that's you know mothers demand action uh, faith in action um, every town march for our lives I mean these are all organizations that we're supporting so that they can continue doing the work uh, really addressing the complexity of gun violence in our country which is also like really amazing because working within the space oftentimes it's easy for like organizations like donate a blunt sum of money and just give it to like one organization like maybe every town or start their own initiative to like really like solve things but it it tends to be a more surface level and not actually like investing within the communities who are dealing with these problems and the people in the communities know what's best to solve the issue and they've been working at it for a very long time and that's something that I've been super proud of about this campaign including like Live Free and the Black and Brown Gun Violence Prevention Consortium um and knowing yeah and like that's a perfect example like I like to say like organizations like that I look at them as like uh, they're like sailboats, right? And they're pointed in the right direction. They know what they need to get done. They just need some more wind in their mm-hmm. sails. So our investment is really like we're the wind. Like yeah. we don't need to we don't need to recreate another better boat. There's amazing boats, and they're all going in the right direction. And and but what they do need is more wind. And so us and what I'm asking other business leaders and philanthropists now is to is to really see ourselves as the wind and the wind in this fight, so that these boats can get to where they need to go. I, I love that. And especially because I know like a lot of these people and these organizations who I've also had the privilege of working with over the past year are like doing amazing work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for some extra wind in that like on the sailboat would be like amazing. And we really can put an end to gun violence. Yeah. I believe it. Great. Um, I'm super happy and super honored that we're on this journey together. And I'm excited to end gun violence together. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you so much, Blake, for doing this conversation with me. Everyone, go to toms.com and send a postcard and listen to next week's Crooked Conversation. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. 
or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.